Hey everybody, welcome back to the Florida Podcast. This is your host, Brandon Holland. It is Friday, July 10th, 2020. Happy Friday, everybody. Hopefully y'all are having a great, great day today. Hopefully you have some good weekend plans and you get to get outside and enjoy this Florida heat. So it is full out Friday today. So I got to show some love to my Jacksonville Jaguar fans up there. So go ahead and talk a little bit about the Jags little bit of a preview for the 2020 season as we're getting close here to training camp, which is awesome. I know people are really excited to have a distraction with some good football back on TV. So Jacksonville coming off a tough year, 6-10 and 10 last year. And when I think about the Jags, it is just the situation, especially with seeing the massive, massive deal that Patty Mahomes just got, that if you miss on that quarterback position you will just set your franchise back five, ten years sometimes. I mean, it is just crazy to think 2017, the Jaguars are in the AFC Championship game against New England, you know, and and they should have realistically won that game, in my opinion. I remember watching that thinking, man, the Jags let that one get away. But their roster at that time, it looked like they were poised to, you know, be able to make a solid run every single year moving forward. But again, you have to go back to that quarterback position. And Blake Bortles, they drafted him in 2014 with the third overall pick. And that quarterback draft was deep. He had Teddy Bridgewater, Johnny Manziel, also had Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr. Throw, uh, I think A.J. McCarron was in that quarterback draft class as well. But, you know, there were a couple different routes that the Jags could have went. Picked up Bortles with the third overall pick, and you know Bortles, you have, you know UCF, Florida guy, wished him all the success in the world. Had huge problems, obviously, in Jacksonville turning the ball over. I think from 2014 to 2018, 75 picks, which is, which is, it sounds like it's a lot. Only when you then think that Jameis had 30 last year in one season, so. But I digress on that. But, you know, with that contract with Bortles, you get to year five and Jacksonville picked up his option on May 1st, 2017. And, you know, that was a situation where he had the wrist injury and that fifth year option was going to be guaranteed due to injury in which he ended up having surgery on his wrist anyway. So signs that big deal. And it. Well, man, it just adds insult to injury is that you give Bortles that extension and the next year in the draft, you had Patty Mahomes and Deshaun Watson go in the first round. Yeah, that was the 2017 draft. That is where Jacksonville took Leonard Fournette, who, you know, pretty decent back. I got no problem with Leonard Fournette, but, you know, that was a situation where because of the injury to Bortles, they gave him a three-year extension. And so that was sealing your fate with that quarterback. So if he was going to continue to go forward, that team was going to go forward with him. So, I mean, 2018, they started off okay, started off 3-1, and one, and they go up to Kansas City week five and just get hammered. Bortles threw four picks up there. and. There's a lot of quarterbacks that will talk about going up to Kansas City and just getting smoked. It's a very, very tough place to play. But that 
that game was pretty much the start of the end for Bortles' season in 2018. He eventually got benched for Cody Kessler out of USC, and they released him March 13th of 2019. So it was just something that was just so... You saw it unraveling, and you're just like, the entire franchise is tied to this guy, and they clearly have made a mistake. So they try to come back, and... For whatever reason, I do not know, but they signed Nick Foles to a four-year, $88 million contract. I thought that was way too much money for Nick Foles. I honestly thought that they were going to try to go for Kirk Cousins because Cousins was out there, and I thought that he would have been a better fit in that offense, but signed the big deal, or they signed Foles to the big deal. He goes out week one against Kansas City and unfortunately breaks his collarbone. You can't do anything about injuries in the NFL. You know that they are just going to be a part of the game, but you hope that your new quarterback that is coming in will last more than one game. It was crazy to see what happened to Foles. And, I mean, Foles is a big guy, 6'5", 243 pounds, but he has been marred with injuries over his entire career. I'm not even sure if he's ever played a full season any, at any point in time in his career, obviously the just magical run with Philly where he takes him to the Super Bowl and wins, he's just that guy. He's that guy he can come off the bench. To me, he's that guy that he can come off the bench and win you a few games, but I don't know if I would have given him that type of money to be my starter. And he came back later on in that year and still struggled. He struggled a little bit when he came back and he ended up getting benched for Gardner Minshew, which the franchise is going to move forward with now. And they trade him to, they trade him to Chicago in the offseason. And now the Jags have $37 million in dead salary cap money. I mean, they have to pay Foles $18.7 million. It's just, it's kind of a mess. And there were a lot of things going on behind the scenes too. You had obviously Tom Coughlin, who is a no no BS guy. I mean, make no mistake about it. Anybody who knows football, we know Tom Coughlin is he runs a tight tight ship. And there was a situation obviously with him and Jalen Ramsey and it, it looked like from what we heard from the owner of the Jaguars, Shahid Khan, that it was going to be a I just remember him saying in week 6 that Jalen was going to play and that was against the Saints. Now we all remember Jalen coming out, being on the sideline with a hoodie on, not playing, and they eventually trade him for two first-round picks to the Rams. So that was a 2020 first-rounder and a 2021 first-rounder. So that, I mean, Jalen Ramsey is, I mean, he's a stud, obviously, Florida State guy, stud. So it's tough to give up players that are that talented because you don't know if you can go back into the draft and find someone they did draft a corner this year in the draft in the first round, C.J. Henderson out of Florida, who's a good ball player, but I don't know if he's going to be quite what Jalen Ramsey was when Ramsey was with the Jags. So water under the bridge now. But, you know, and even before Ramsey, you had Dante Fowler getting traded in 2018. Also had Malik Jackson getting cut in 2018. Traded A.J. Bowie in 2019, Telvin Smith retired in 2019, and they traded Calais Campbell in 2019 to the Ravens for a fifth rounder. So, you know, you go through all of that, which is basically saying we are in 100% build mode. Tom Coughlin's no longer with the organization. 
bring in Jay Gruden as the offensive coordinator. So it's going to be the Jay Gruden and Gardner Minshew show this year. So it comes down to, as a matter of fact, you're listening up there in Jacksonville or wherever wherever you're listening, if you're a Jacksonville fan, let me know what would you would rather see. You know, this is a situation where it's, it's, we're going to see if Gardner Minshew has what it takes to be a franchise-type quarterback. I, I think everyone has seen his YouTube video, him working out, that went viral. Kid looks great. I mean, looks like he is in shape, working his butt off. So I'm excited to see what he will bring to the table this year. On the outside, he's got his number one receiver last year was – I got to look through my notes for that one. Number one last year, I believe – was let me see 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 oh dj chark dj chark was his number one last year over a thousand yards eight touchdowns michael walker's there they also drafted a couple receivers this this year as well in the draft second round they got laviska chenault from colorado and fifth round they got colin johnson from texas so we'll see how this 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 pans out i mean Gardner Minshew, 6'1", 225 that's what he's listed at. Looks a little bit thicker now, so I'd probably put him at about 235, 240. Again, kid looks strong, can throw that rock. I mean, arm strength is not going to be an issue. Definitely has the big arm. 21 touchdowns last year, six interceptions in the limited time that he got in, 3,271 yards passing with a 91.2% passer rating. So we'll see. The one thing is you always look at it like, okay, well, if he's going to be good, we need him to really show that he's a franchise-type guy. Or do you start to look at it like, uh, we want to tank because the prize, obviously, in next year's draft will be Trevor Lawrence coming out of Clemson. So we will see how everything pans out. Right now, Vegas has the odds, the over and under for wins with the Jags, about four or five, I think. I want to say five, but don't complete me. Don't quote me completely on that. have to go back and make sure that that's accurate. But again, definitely a rebuilding situation for the Jags. Definitely a year to see what they have. And again, it's all going to come down to what they feel they have at the quarterback position. It is Garner Minshew's job to lose. I mean, a six-round draft pick from Flowood, Mississippi. I mean, kid played at Washington State. Before that, played at East Carolina. Hey, Let's see if he can let it rip, and if you can find your franchise quarterback in the sixth round, then you can, man, I mean, that's a Tom Brady-type story right there. So we will see. But that's all I have today for Full Out Friday. Again, just wanted to show my people some love up there in northern Florida or wherever you are in the state of Florida or across the country if you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. I'll go ahead and hit the Dolphins next week to round out the NFL teams here in Florida. So until next time, this is the Florida Podcast signing off.